Pleasure Tome Decree, where a left the sacred river ran through caverns measureless to man down to a sunless sea. Okay, I can't do a whole poem like that, but check it out. That's me reading Xanadu or the thing of Kublai Khan. What the hell is the actual name of it? Oh, it's just called Kublai Khan by Samueler Samueler Coleridge. That's the combination of Samuel and Taylor. Samueler. It's what's for breakfast. Samueler. Why did I read that? You'll find out later, fuckos. If you don't mind calling you fuckos. <laughs> I hope you don't. I've taken a lot of vitamin D today, so I might be a little giddy. Hi, producer Michael. Hi. Well, that was producer Michael. Hi. He uh, he did it, guys. He's here. Tonight on the show, we have stuff to talk about and things and whatnot. I don't really have anything other than what we set up for last week, so we might as well start there and see where it leads. Agreed? Agreed. We probably should have talked about this off air. Do you, do you have anything else other than... Um, Nope. Discussing. I prepared what I prepared. What Kane. we discussed, we shall prepare. So, but what are we doing? We're doing Citizen Kane and Sodium yeah. 11. Uh, Illmatic. Yeah. And was that it? Uh, we had a little occult Q&A. Are we doing that? We can do that. Okay, good. All right. We got a cult Q&A. And uh, yeah. All right. So let's go there. All right. So uh, let's do Sodium 11 first. That's, that's a joke for seven chemists in the audience. See, Z represents the atomic number of an element, and Na is sodium. So it'd be Naz, Nas. Kind of, except it's Nas. It's part of the Ness? Yeah. Oh, that would have been a lot easier joke to make. I <laughs> yeah. look up what Z meant. Oh. <laughs> I just like sodium. No, what's S? Sulfur? I don't know. Yeah. I never memorized my uh, table of elements. You should. I don't see why. Because this conversation would have went a lot better. <laughs> I see. Damn it. So, for this week's Culture Exchange, I listened to Nas's Illmatic. And I'm going into this off of the confused and what I thought to be not well put together album of Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. Not put together well is the complete wrong way of phrasing it. Cohesive album style that I am looking for. Not a production bonanza, as the kids these days seem to like. But my old man ears sounds disharmonious. I don't know what the actual track listing is for Nas Ill Illmatic, but according to my iPod, the first song up was The Genesis. Is that the opening track, as uh, far yeah. as you understand? Okay. I don't know if track order really matters in these days, but... Um, uh, I mean, I know this is Not really there, with so, yeah. this album, there was no really, you know, yeah. like, especially with like the closing song was one of the radio singles, so it yeah. wasn't really like, didn't come to an end, so to speak. So The Genesis comes on, and I just go, oh no... Cause it is, um, it is, uh, a, a cacophony of dumb. Oh, let's just have a clip here and we'll just talk to each other for no good reason. This, this isn't, we're not even gonna bother to have a song. I go, oh, really? I don't want to do a whole other fucking album of this nonsense. Stop looking at my notes. I'm over here. I can't even read them. Oh, okay, I'm good. just spacing off. Then feel free to look that way. Um, cause I don't write in full sentences and I'm just embarrassed. <laughs> I'm like, no, I just wrote notes for me. Uh, 
So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to do this again. However, uh, man, the rest of that album's good as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's... it's really good. And I was, that first track, I was, like, so disappointed. I was like, oh, really? This is what you think is, like, oh, fuck. And the rest of the album's really good. Like, I didn't even, I barely took notes. I listened to it twice, and I had to, like, force myself to put things down, because... I've really yeah. never listened to that song all the way through. That's just one, it's like, you put on the album, and you start at New York State of Mind, automatically. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's just no reason to listen to that song. This is my notes. The Genesis. Oh, God. And then, <laughs> hey, I was wrong. New York State of Mind is exact. And I put exact because like, oh, this is like good rap where it's like, look at you putting words together in a pleasing <laughs> way. Like instead of using normal instrumentation, you're using your voice and, and lyrical abilities to, to make something that is harmonious. It's like, oh, this is fantastic. So uh, there's that. The only the only really downside, not downside, but uh, boy, do I hate people asking me, do I know what they're saying? <laughs> I will stop you if I don't know what you're saying. I'll go, excuse me, sir. I don't know what you're saying. So now what I'm saying is like the Italian forget about it, which I can't do in the Italian voice, where it's stop doing that. It's not it's it's not fun. It this this isn't like a cute thing for us to attach ourselves to. It's just irritating and makes me feel like you doubt my ability to listen. Now what I'm saying. Yes, I do. You used words. I'm aware of them and their various usage. Now what I'm saying, yes, I trust you do, because we're speaking to each other in a common tongue. It just bothers me. And that one track is uh now what I'm saying heavy. <laughs> uh but then the guy who I think is now what I'm saying guy, is that A Z or as uh, or yeah. Uh, he is quite good at rapping. He is indeed. He's like yeah. uh, very impressive. He has a, quite yeah. a few verses on the album. And yes, man. Yeah, he puts words in a really good order, and uh, even like there's some really terrible rhyming in there, and I just completely forgave it because like <laughs> fuck, this is good. Like because there's some like that's not the way you wouldn't even pronounce that word in a sentence that right. way. But I was I was completely like I couldn't even get the critical mind out. Like I literally went back. I forget what the rhyme was, but I went back and listened to another a song twice because I heard. Some couplet was just, dude. You totally what's it? What's it called? Like a forcing rhyme or whatever. I forget what the actual phrase. The slant rhyme is the you know. Yes, yeah, slant rhyme, but it's more. It's more. Mispron You're talking about when you mispronounce it to force. Yeah, I think it. it's yeah. called. A, I think it's called a forced rhyme. Uh, is but it? Yeah. I, I, there's a, a very specific word for it. But um, I went back and tried to listen again. I just kind of kept falling into the song and going, ah, shit. No, God, God <laughs> I forgot. I was like, fuck. Um. My only other thing on this is uh, I forgot how much people talked about pagers back then in rap. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that's thing. a forgotten technology. But boy, he mentions pagers uh, a fair amount. And maybe if I was listening, what year did this come out? 94. Maybe if I was listening in 94. Um, no, are we sure about that? I thought you said 94. Yeah. Okay, because at one point he references 99. I wasn't sure if that was just me missing. I think he says 93 to 99. Like, yeah. Just because it rhymes. Okay. Yeah. I, that's... I mean, and you know. Maybe the world was ending in 2000. I don't remember. You That's know, I was pretty young, so. Totally fine. The reason I, I, I asked you about that was whether or not I I had looked up what year it was and told you the wrong year, and then you're just going, because, I mean, you were quite young, so. Yeah, I might have said 92 last week. I'm not sure. Either way. I don't know if we referenced it, but, yeah. The point is, I just wanted to make sure that that, because 94 is what I had in my, well, I thought, I thought it was 95, but. I had a mid-90s date in my head that I'm like, oh, did I just get it wrong and tell you? And now we're... Okay, so it, it is, in fact, that they're just referencing the future. Uh, so, boy, a lot of pager, a lot of pager talk. Yeah, this and, was um, the height of the pager, really. 94, I mean, I, I remember cell phones mid to late 90s, for sure. And, I mean, once you have the cell phone, pager's out of there. Yeah, 94... You know what? No, I, 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 it was... The height of the pager was a little bit earlier than the rap game, because... 
um, cell phones were uh, fancy and a way to show off how much money you have. So they they were early adopters of uh, car phone and big cell phone technology. <laughs> so uh, uh, in, 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 in in white poor kid communities, you're 100 percent right that I had a cell phone. I had a pager in 1994 uh, smart beep. It was like two bucks a month. It's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think in the rap game, I think they're already probably, I, I bet you from this year that you're probably going to find tracks that reference, I don't even know if they called the cell phone. They probably called it some like mobile phone. Yeah. Or portable yeah, phone. Right. Thing. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, my only other real note is uh, memory lane. It's a great fucking song. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like, I literally listened twice the second time just to try to get a critical thing. And I was like, shit. And, uh, I could just, I had nothing to kind of note. I, I took, I was, I was riding my scooter, uh, home. And I was just repeating my head, memory lane, just write down memory lane is great. Because I couldn't think of, like, I was going through, I was like, fuck. Other than that stupid Genesis thing, I was like, god damn, this is a fucking great album. So well done, Michael. Um, I wish that I had kind of more to add, but it was just like, this is like really good rap. Like, you, right. Like, like this is a. That's kind of how I felt after Casablanca. It was just like, okay, well, success. You yeah. set out to make a really good movie with, you know, great characters. Oh, you did it. Good yeah. job. <laughs> oh, you wanted to, you know, do an East Coast style rap album with, you know, creative flows and tried not to make it as corny as possible. Oh, you totally nailed it. Yeah. Great job. Let's move on. Yeah. The only and the only, the only kind of other stuff. I mean, there's other things I were kind of I was noting as I was going, but it's just more like, uh, OK, well, here, this might actually breed a, a bit of conversation because everything else was just like more uh, kind of annoyance with some of the phrasing but it's just like yeah, it's 94 so that's like i think it's more looking back the the phrase strikes odd but um if you're gonna go with the one love concept with a reference a few times i don't think you referencing shooting other human beings and the rival crews that you are in a beef with those are incongruous thoughts um, i think i've always taken that to be love. the point though Oh, is it? It's like he's saying he's writing to uh, his friend in prison as the whole thing in the song. So he's saying like one love, by the way, this is all the shit that is like, you know, we've been up to. And it's like, that's not, you know, okay, it's this... the kind of because I mean, kind of uh, it's not a concept album or anything. But yeah, part yeah. of that is like, um, you know, his rising above kind of the the culture that he's in and trying to, you know, kind of rise above that. I don't know if that's, you know, if that was the thought behind it, but I definitely, that struck me as well. The course is totally yeah out of place for that song's verses. And it's not even just that song, because there's other references, like it, the, the last track on the album um, references One Love Again, and then also mm -hmm. goes through a list of people that he's friends with, and then a couple crews that he calls like bitch asses or something, where it's like, again, if you're professing that you are a proponent of One Love, this is not the this is not the way to be a loving human being. Uh, I, 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 you know, if you're listening, Mr. Nass, um, I, I'm sure you're a lovely human, but this is uh, this is in, internally inconsistent on an album from 20 years ago. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I, that was the, that was the only other one that kind of stuck out that is just but I think that's just I mean, frankly, the kind of if I start paying too much attention to the violence culture in rap, I couldn't listen to it. Like, mm -hmm. it's just it's I mean, frankly, it's deplorable. So it's like I, I, there is a certain amount of I do have to hang up certain kind of moral qualms with listening to some of the music because it's just if I take this seriously, then it's like, well, then you're just a mass murdering fucking psychopath misogynist garbage pile of a human right yeah. well and that's why i like good kid mad city because it's more of like a criticism of that and using that as like a storytelling device versus this where it is really graphic i mean you know like especially like new york state of mind when he's talking about using the mac 11 and stuff it's just yeah. really like brutal like shit and it's like 
yeah, it's it's intense for sure. I yeah, it's interesting. Um, and as far as the one love thing too, I don't. I was you know it, what I would never really got into like the you know uh, Muslim faith in rap music and hip hop culture and that whole thing that the spiritual element to yeah. it. You know what I mean? That kind of sparked that you know one love movement kind of thing. So. There's also, I'm definitely, it's possible that, was, that I'm missing something. I also didn't realize that, 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 that was Muslim. I thought, I, I, I was thinking that's, that's, that's Rastafari. Like that's, it, because well, he also I talks think, about smoking the Buddha a lot. So I just assumed this is a, there was some weird Rasta event happening back then. I think there, I think it was happening in congruence with the Muslim thing too. Is, oh, okay, you know, yeah. So you're definitely right. I think that's more of a Rastafarian thing than a. <laughs> Muslim thing. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's that quite famous, I think it's a Bob Marley song, One Love. Uh, that's Bob Marley, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't really listen I, to... Uh... You know, quite frankly, all... It, it, they, it, it just... It all sounds like the same band. I have yeah, no idea. It's just... To be honest. Yeah, it's just really... <laughs> and it's like, it's not like it, this is unpleasing. Like, I guess I like reggae, but it's... I don't... Like, it's not so particularly different from one artist to the next that I'm right. gonna... Uh, <laughs> like, particularly, you know, like, ah, oh, that's uh, yeah. great. That's, I, uh, I know. It's... Which is sad. Oh, yeah. Whoa, jo- oh, Jaws jo- gonna get me high. Huh? All right, that's that's good. Oh wait, wait, the Lion of Judah, huh? That's a good thing you brought that up because I was I wasn't gonna, <laughs> you know. Now you did. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, Nas gets gets the big fucking thumbs up from Alex. I I may actually listen to this album again like just on my own because uh, I don't know. I was actually debating whether I should turn down my like of it a little bit at least on the show. That is this just like. Is this drawing me out as just an old man that I only like music from my generation? But I talk to other, I talk to young people, and they seem to think that this is like a seminal album that's like uh, uh, still has like validity. So um, I'm not as weirded out by liking something old. But I, yeah, I mean, again, I just don't know the culture uh, now. But because I listened to a somewhat recent Jay Z album, uh, I, I freak, did we talk about this on the show? That I, I a went little through? bit, yeah. I think. I just I downloaded all Jay Z stuff because I wanted to hear him, and there was a couple albums that were like, "This is fucking brilliant! Like, this is kind of genius." Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's not really breaking walls down. Like he's <laughs> he's gotten to the point that like, hey, let's make fun of him because he's successful. Like I I went through the entire run of underground guy, respected guy to I'm too popular, so everybody hates me. That's the first time I heard a song, but. Uh, uh, I was, I think a J, there was a Jay-Z album that was like from somewhat recently and I was like, oh, this is really good too. So maybe it's not just age wise. It's just a certain kind of, uh, that there's, I don't know, maybe there's a style of production that I don't know if they share, but I think maybe they, I don't know if they have any kind of beef or, uh, overlap between the two, but I did actually notice Jay-Z, uh, Nas reminded me of Jay-Z or maybe I should go in the other direction. Cause obviously I listened to these completely out of time with what they are. Yeah. There's well, the certain... blueprint came out that you, I don't know, you might've listened no, the to the blueprint was one of the ones that I really liked, but yeah, that yeah. came out. That was early 2000s, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely inspired, took some inspiration from it. And I mean, you know, um, a lot of East Coast rap kind of sounds similar to that or hip hop. You know, it's got like the similar sounding drums, you know, boom, clap, boom, boom, clap, you know, and it's just like uh, similar kind of imagery and the descriptions and stuff, you know, and the actual rapping. Um, so yeah, for sure. I just, here's the thing that threw me off. Two things. One is, uh, the, the amount of gun references. I lived in New York back then. There wasn't that much (laughs) gun culture. Like I'm, uh, there wasn't like, you're lying. (laughs) Like I, uh, like I obviously there was the neighborhoods of these guys grew up in 100% fucking, oh my God, I would not go there in the era that they grew up in. But like the, like drive by, like automatic weaponry kind of thing. That's, that was much more LA. And I, I mean, obviously it existed in New York, but that threw me off that I was thinking maybe this guy is L.A., but then he started, he name-checked New York a few times. I was like, mm-hmm. well, this is somewhat weird. But another thing that occurred to me that um, 
which I know a lot of West Coast guys do it, but like, I, I think a lot of the rap I like is they sample from uh, Detroit. Like they sample like Motown beats. And I think that's because I fucking love Motown. Like I love that entire soul Motown era. Like I just, that's just, that music just works for me on, on a really fundamental level. And it's not like I'm going to like wear a t-shirt or go to a concert. It's just like anytime there's a Motown song on, I'm like, yeah, my life is better. That Like my life is improved by this music being in my ears. And uh, there was a lot of like, and it's not like he heavily sampled, but there was a lot of kind of um, like kind of Motown piano sound that was referenced. And uh, I think some of the drum tracks are actually taken from uh, Motown songs, like the whole funk, like that funk brothers mm-hmm. uh, house. I don't, I don't know what record company that is. Actually, I think it is Motown records, but I think that was part of it too, is like that one, it was quite familiar to me. So I can kind of, uh, key in on it better but i just i think it's just like that plus like flowing lyrics really fit together super well it's like it's almost like that's like a a stand-in for having a good singing voice where it's like you know a lot of those motown guys are just like beautiful voices mm-hmm. and it's either well sustain a note for a while or just put together a rhyme for that time and i think that's kind of like it hits the same kind of it scratches the same itch at least in me yeah yeah, that's a good description. Damn um, straight it is. I'm a yeah, fucking, good. I'm a describer. Way to pull it out of the ether like that. I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an adjective <laughs> grabber of the highest variety. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to say about it? Um, no, I think that I think that was just about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's the end of my 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 Nas talk. Though I do I do take issue with him spelling with an S. Uh, yeah. Because boy, do you not pronounce it with an S? Not you, not but re- no, not him. just in general. Yeah, Nas. Yeah. Yeah. Like he says with a, there's like, it's a, it's a total Z sound. Yeah. And I mean, frankly, Z sound like looks cooler on an album. Like NAS is kind of like, you know, actually uh, different strokes for different folks. I think the Z is kind of played out and well, uh, no, no, now. You know, yes. But I'm, 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 I'm 94 in my head right now. I don't know. Even 94, it's kind of cheesy. My, my Jay-Z isn't out I yet. feel like by 94, you had kids bop with a Z or something, that kind of culture. Like no, that that's, had already that's come and later. Gone. Yeah. No, no way. The eighties. No, that vanilla was vanilla ice. There is no Z. No, no. Z is nineties. I mean, kind of. I, I, I you know, I'll yeah, take I, your word for I it. I feel but... like I, I seem to remember Z, like the extraneous Z at the end of things was very much 90s extreme culture. Yeah, in a shitty, shitty way. Oh, no, I know. Which I is just... like, so it had already been cool. It had already had its time in the oh, sun. I never, oh, and see, it, I guess I just never it thought it was cool. It was on cool, its way out. <laughs> I don't think yeah, so either. Not, not yeah, that it's so cool, but just, I just think, I think just the a pointy uh, thing at the end of a word looks better than a, than a, and Nas is, um, is, ah, see, I like the curviness of it, but it's it's it's. I mean, that's the thing is, I guess maybe he is into the the, the Islamic side because that's a uh, that's like an Islamic um, part of speech. I don't know what it would be like. You know, I'd be in Nas like Ibn or Nas or whatever is like a is a common uh, mm-hmm. little phoneme, I guess, in 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 Arabic and kind of Middle Eastern uh, uh, dialects or you know languages like you know uh, Nasafir, like the NAS right. is everywhere, and it, it, it's. I think maybe that's just like I think that maybe that's what was kind of throwing me a bit because it's um um you know I, I I just I hate Muslims and not 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 like the I love radicalized Muslims <laughs> because I'm from the '90s and anything radical is right up my street. I like tubular Muslims. I like bodacious Muslims. I like gnarly Muslims. Uh, no, I just, one love, guys. I, I you know, Aloha uh, 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 Akbar. Um, what's that other thing? What's the, what's the, what's the peace beyond you thing? Everybody, all the brothers used to say it back in the nineties. Oh, Salam Aleikum. Yeah, Salam Aleikum. Yeah, yeah. Salam Aleikum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aleikum Salam. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, at a BC, we're good. Moving on. So, um, I just wanted to add because oh, you, I, I never validated it for you, but the the sound of it that you ha- you kind of had a fear. 
because it has kind of that retro 90s sound a little bit. Um, yeah. But I would say it also, what it does is mixes that really well with the modern sound that you still find in like kind of backpack rap or like underground rap, yeah. um, that kind of thing. Um, that is still really prevalent, especially in like the East Coast stuff. I mean, it's still, you know, really accessible sound. And uh, as far as pioneering a certain way of producing a media, um, you know, that would go on to stand the test of time to the modern day, uh, I watched Citizen Kane. See, segue for you. That is a good segue. Um, Thank you. I didn't work on it at all, but I yeah. did just think of it. So there's that. Good. You did work on it. You've listened to a lot of episodes of this show, and very many of them included me just shoving an awkward segue in as 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 just as hard as humanly possible. I'm the uh, I'm the red solo cup of of Jesus. segues. Uh, Citizen Kane, uh, the unauthorized biography of William Randolph Hearst. Right. Uh, and a clitoris from what I've heard. Yeah, I don't I don't buy that, but we'll we'll get we'll get on. Yeah, that seems really unsourced, so. Yeah, I don't I don't I I mean, I I'd be fine with that. Anyway, let's let's <laughs> we're, we're jumping right Okay, ahead. big picture. So, yeah. what what did you think, sir, if I dare call you sir, well, of he, Citizen Kane? <clears throat> um, you know, I appreciated Orson Welles' intensity. I think he was amazing in the role and as a director the idea that he was 25 when he made it is just mind-blowing um you know to create something that brilliant and that far-reaching and that groundbreaking is pretty amazing um all that said i thought it was a little boring um you know i think a big part of it is kind of the mystery element to it you know we got to figure out what rosebud is and the fact that that was spoiled for me you know 10 years ago is a little bit kind of takes the wind out of the sails. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aside from the fact that it's hard to appreciate all of the technological advancements and the stylistic choices that they made this far into the future, you know? It's interesting because I, I rewatched it today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't finish it, but I rewatched probably three-fourths of it today. Mm. And I, I was coming from the other direction of like, I actually really like the... I, well, actually, I think I said this last week is I like the staging a lot. I'm like, oh, this looks so like... This doesn't look like modern movies like right now. Like there's some of like the kind of... We're just kind of shooting in half silhouette. Like there's mm-hmm. like a lot of kind of, I guess, things that have been lost uh, that we don't use anymore that I was really... Uh, I was impressed with. This is the thing that I was kind of struggling with listening to today that I thought you were going to come in with. Um, boy, do they do a lot of wacky horns. Oh. <laughs> there's a lot of like... Like there's a lot of musical stings. And I mean, it is 1941. I suppose it works a little bit better, but uh, there were some of those. I'm like, I didn't notice that right off. Like, you know, that didn't stick out to me necessarily. But there were a lot of moments where I was just kind of shaking my head, like thinking like, oh, this is just really absurd. This whole situation and the premise of what's happening. Yeah. Something about it just strikes me as so absurd. A lot of it's like real, though. I mean, a lot of it is actually things that happened to William Randolph Hearst. Like, that's the fucked part. Some of the -the over-the-top stuff is like literally these are things. (laughs) Like, so in the beginning, there's there's actually William Randolph Hearst quote. He says, you provide the words, I'll provide the war. When they send, like, that's literally a quote from William Randolph Hearst and that they use in the movie as like, you provide the prose poems, I'll provide the war, Uh, which is crazy like they just yeah it's, sorry it just in the in the era we live in now where it's we've now gone back to just inventing news mm-hmm. is, is i don't know that's what that's the part that i was like oh this is fucking cool like this yeah. is so this is like backstage at fox news except far more drunk <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um 
now as while you're watching it did you did you have what i was expecting the kind of revelatory moments of like oh this is from this this is from this this is from this mm, no not as much as i expected oh. yeah um nothing let me pull out my notepad here you know i also brought a real notepad here Ooh, it's very good yeah what is that vellum yep uh it's eight and a half by 32 uh wow big notebook yes um a lot of snow globes breaking in culture um well this started it that was this yeah is, this no is i the know first. this is og <laughs> yeah. this is bobo from the simpsons um or lobo whatever his name was and the uh indiana jones ending just the the warehouse panning out at the very end uh, oh it's yeah like oh well that's obviously in a, some sort of homage there yeah um the, the thing that the main points were and i send you the files but i can't really see any reason to play them maybe we'll end the episode with it but um that whole the Mr. Burns song. Yeah, I wasn't even going to touch the Simpsons because, yeah. I mean, obviously, and like I could go back and just, from what I've heard, you could almost do 75% of the movie yeah. just from Simpsons. And so it's like there's stuff here and there that I remember, like, you know, Mr. Burns and stuff, you know, references and various things that happen yeah. to him and stuff that kind of stick out. But, you know, to be fair, it's, I don't know, it's more something that I'm looking forward to going back and experiencing than yeah. something that hit me while I was watching it. Yeah, the the, the ones that struck me were, uh, yeah, it is a little bit different going, going the sense, you know, watching the Simpsons after having <laughs> this in your head, but there were a few that just went, oh yeah, shit, I forgot that was from this. Like the, I forgot how much of the, the entire establishing opening with the drop, like that entire opening sequence is, they did on the Simpsons. Like I forgot the, 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 the front close up on the no trespassing sign outside mm -hmm. the mansion that's outside of Mr. Burns' mansion. That's entire lifted shot for shot. Like the first like 30 seconds of the film is directly done on the Simpsons episode. I just thought it was the 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 snow globe, and then Smithers running in is the same as the the nurse running in. Like there were so many. Like I, was, I didn't realize how <laughs> much of it there was there was actually overlapped. And then uh, listening to that, I, I, it was fun. The, the that weird ass song. I forgot how fucking wacky uh, Orson Welles was in the the parts where he's kind of meant to be a little bit happy. Mm -hmm. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Like there's yeah. some weird shit. Weird that I was, stuff. I was, I was, I was, also, um, I really feel like I might be related to Orson Welles. We have a very similar face. He's got the same nose as me, kind of, like, he's thin, even though in the film, like, he's thin, even though his face is always going to be kind of fat. Like, right. I, think, <laughs> I think I might be related to Orson Welles somewhere down the line. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. He's a very distinct uh, young man. I've, you know, I've seen older Orson Welles quite a bit. I've never yeah. really focused in on a younger Orson Welles before. And yeah, I think you guys might be distant relatives. Yeah. That's definitely possible. What's interesting about that too is I love the the scenes where he plays older. It's kind of weird because like he's fucking twenty five. It's dude. It's so when weird. when he met yeah. his second wife. I don't know her name, but uh, in that scene, and she's like, "Oh, That's I'm twenty two. The opera singer. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. And he's, she's like, "Oh, I'm kind of old." He's like, "How old are you?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm twenty two. Yeah. You know. And I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. You know. And then he's like, "Oh, he's he was twenty five. Oh, well, he." I know he was playing a young version of himself even there. Yeah. Not, I don't know if he was playing a 25-year-old version no, of I think, himself. I, I think he was playing a... I think second wife, he was probably close to 40. Yeah. In, he was in, definitely in, playing in it up. Time. He had the mustache yeah, yeah. and everything. So, yeah. but yeah, that was, it was definitely interesting. Um, He did a pretty good job. Some of the makeup was a little bit weird, but uh, yeah, like there's... his second wife, uh, you know, when they were interviewing her or whatever speaking to her it was a little yeah that was a little that was bad <laughs> yeah and that's a, that's some of the stuff that i just kind of uh like you were 100 percent right but i don't even see just because it's like 
it's just I kind of like I've just I've watched so many old movies that I just go that's just what it looked like. It's right. like watching old <laughs> CGI, which is like it's just what it looked like back then. It's just yeah. It's, but yeah, like there's nothing I can do. I can't complain. They didn't you know they didn't know. Um, the scenes that really that that stood out for me is I totally forgot. And I was in love with this. That part where he's doing the research in that just giant empty room mm, where it's like the lady's yeah. like, we close at nine or whatever. We close at seven. It's like, it's seven. No, but I have it. It's seven. Like, that's such a weird, like, Nazi. That's a fucking strange thing. I think I saw that same thing in a Twilight Zone episode, too. I think they kind of lifted that because that was, yeah, that spooky little, yeah. the, the, just the, yeah, the feeling in that room was pretty intense. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, that that was one of those odd. Th- I don't know. That just stuck out. I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. That's some of the shots I was like, this is fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of references to Atlantic City or AC, as uh, <laughs> as it's called, uh, where I grew up, as we as we learned last week. Um, okay, so let me ask you this: Did you find what I believe to be the single biggest fuck up in movie history, or do you know this already? I know it already. What so. what is it? Uh, the fact that he was alone exactly. when he said Rosebud. He was alone in the room when he said Rosebud. <laughs> yeah. That one that, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't notice it though when I watched it. So that was something I found out afterwards, kind of just reading about it. I, and I'm not saying I was the first one to notice this, but I noticed it before the internet was particularly mm-hmm. popular. I mean, I, I noticed it. Like, I'd already seen the movie. Like, it wasn't like, right. oh, the first time I saw it. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'd seen the movie probably seven times before right. it even occurred to me. But I found out, and I asked all of my friends, and none of them had ever occurred to them. I never spoke to anybody. And this was, you know, 1993, 96, somewhere, you know, like kind of early ish AOL internet. Mm-hmm. And I, like, it wasn't like I could go on a board and look up Citizen Kane stuff, which, you know, it's much easier to do now. And it's like, I, I really think I was one of, one of the first, I mean, you know, one of the first, probably 10,000, but still, it's pretty good considering how many people have seen this movie. Yeah, I agree. Now, the only thing, so I was thinking about that while watching it. The only thing that I can come up with is this, is that they often say that your last words are actually something that you say when you know you're going to die in a couple of days or whatever. So, like, you know, he's kind of delirious and he says, you know, anything left to say? Well, he's still somewhat cognizant. He says Rosebud. And then he says it again when he actually dies. Much like, you know, like, you know, they say, like, uh, you know, uh, what was it? Oscar Wilde or one of those famous wits, you know, this last words were, uh, uh, don't let it end like this. Tell them I said something, you know, like all these incredibly witty last words. And, uh, you know, their last words were probably, you know, a fart noise and them grabbing right. their chest. You know, it's, it's, uh, so that's the only thing I could think of is that like his, his last words were actually like his last words that maybe that nurse was there earlier. And he's just like, he keeps going on about fucking Rosebud. Like right. what the hell is this? Now, why don't you tell the audience about this this whole clitoris thing you've become obsessed with? This whole, this, <laughs> so this, this, I found this, out this, this invented thing. Yeah, the so orgasm. you might have heard of the Red Hood. Yeah, <laughs> you, mean, you mean you mean the little man in the boat? Uh, now, whoever wears the Red Hood, uh, they're the boss. The Joker. Yeah. Um, so the way that that works, uh, no, people were saying that William Randolph Hearst had a lover of sorts i think is that that was the idea and uh he had a nickname for her clitoris Hmm. which was rosebud yes and it was orson welles i guess a a joke a a ribbing of sorts i don't know some what what would you call it yeah that the idea is that he was basically he was pissed off at uh at hearst for not letting him do the film because i mean there was this giant battle to make this film that uh it's it's an unauthorized you have so much context why did you ask me to set it up 
That, the, well, because this God is damn it, this Alex. is your segment. I know. So I wanted you to say more. So I just thought you'd set that part up. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's fair. Uh, that that him and Hearst were in this big fight. Uh, Orson Welles had to basically go, you know, like go to the go to the mat for this to actually get made, which is again kind of amazing for a twenty five year old. Um, but uh, he, so they basically kind of hated each other, and they're both, mm-hmm. you know, there's 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 documentaries. Uh, there's there's one that the um, it was the BBC, I, whatever, some some reputable uh, place did a TV documentary about it, about the kind of the battle between the two and other kind of very similar, like kind of child geniuses that ended up. Uh, so anyway, um, Interesting. but so they end up hating each other. And then so uh, through, you know, a friend of a friend kind of whispered in, in, in Orson Welles ear, like, you know, he used to be shacking up with his chick and he used to call her pussy or Rose Bun. And he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Good. Oh, so so you're not going to let me make my movie, huh? So he threw it in the film just to be like, yeah, fuck you. Like, yeah, I know. Which is kind of brilliant. Um, I'm going to look something up. So say something about something while I'm doing this. So uh, about something. What he meant earlier was... I don't have... You know, I mean... Come oh, good. On. I found it. All right. So we're, I'm going to send this to you. Um, okay. This is So this is from the TV show The Critic, which I don't know if you've ever seen. Um, I'm going to send this to you via Facebook. This is from The Critic... Um, uh, 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 this is the Orson Welles famously did a very drunken uh, uh, advertisement for for wine in his later years, and mm-hmm. he just made it a complete ass of himself. There's you can watch all these outputs. He became a mess. Yeah, there's an actual video of it, right? I think I've, I think so. I think yeah. I've watched it. Yeah. So this is the critics' play up of that, and uh, keep in mind the story of Rosebud. Uh, so if you could play Rosebud, yes, Rosebud, frozen peas, full of country goodness and green penis. Wait, that's terrible. I quit. Just a handful for the road. Oh, what luck. There's a French fry stuck in my beard. Oh, yeah. This makes you really happy. You have no idea how often I use that quote in my real life. <laughs> uh, that is, of course, you would recognize that voice as uh, the uh, the guy from Pinky and the Brain, who plays the brain doing uh, Orson Welles. Uh, but that's so I always love that joke and then I, that that Rosebud thing about being the clit. I'm like, oh, that, I wonder if that's a like another kind of second level reference of why they did the green penis joke uh, for for the green peas, you know, to keep the that's great, keep yeah, the whole genital thing. Right, I, I found it funny. Yeah, that is funny. Nice. There's a lot of layers there. There is. If you haven't seen the the critic, people at home watch it. It's a very funny show. I don't know if it holds up because I haven't watched it in many years, but uh, it was very funny back when it was on. Well, that joke was quite funny. It was so there we go. Came that's a with good the start. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about all I had for uh, what, anything else for Citizen Kane. Uh, no, just that I, I look forward to. I'm gonna just try to kind of explore uh, some of the references that I've kind of missed out on. Um, and just kind of cheat and, you know, just see stuff. Um, cause I, I didn't want to, you know, misrepresent it and come in here like, oh, I noticed this and I noticed this, I'm a real whiz or something, yeah. you know, but I do kind of want to see how it's played off. And, uh, I, I saw a couple videos that I didn't watch of the, uh, Simpsons references, all of them kind of side by side and everything, yeah. which looks pretty cool. So I did, I'll definitely it, check that out. That just... video, unfortunately is not nearly as well done. I didn't mean to step on you. There, no, it's okay. That video is not nearly as well done as, as it could have been because there's so many more and it's fine. It's, it's. For what it is, it's well put together. They mm. did a good job. Yeah, I didn't watch it yet. So it's just they barely scratched the surface. I, don't I could also was... just go back and watch seasons one through five of The Simpsons again and just call it good. Oh, it so. keeps it keeps going. I yeah, know, <laughs> I, but... I, I like I was catching. I think I was watching like season twelve and they were still making Citizen Kane references. <laughs> Come on down to the standard. Fourteen Northeast Twenty Second. Fourteen Northeast Twenty Second. Northeast Portland. 
conveniently in America. Perfect. Not to, not to say we're going to do this every week, but I did I did have an idea for next week. Did you have something for me to do if you want to do another cultural exchange? Uh, yeah. What were yeah. you thinking? I am thinking about uh, Earl Sweatshirt's debut album called Earl. All right. Have you heard of it? No, I have no That's idea what this perfect. is. That's perfect. Uh, it's it's quite a switch up from uh, last week or this week's uh, theme of kind of you know good flowing conscious kind of hip hop uh, with good roots and everything and musical consistency um, and more of a modern take on you know. I, I tried to shift hip hop or whatever, do something totally original. Okay. So uh, yeah, it's All a right. really great album. I loved it since it came out, and it's yeah very highly praised. That sounds good. I will listen to Earl Sweatshirt. What's the name of the album? Earl. Earl. Yeah. All right. My name I is believe. Earl. I have that ch- might just be the name of the song. I don't know. You know, I haven't listened to it in a while. Electronic so. Automated Robotic Lighthouse. It's My his new first album. Name is Earl. That's from The Simpsons, where Homer befriends a lighthouse. All right. Um, and yours? I have, I, have, I have options for you. Oh, okay. How much Boy. do you know about Tom Waits? Uh, little to nothing. Okay. Which is sad. So the, here's, here's my thoughts. No, where I'm going to call an audible. I'm not going to give you an option. I want you to listen to <laughs> Tom Waits. Uh, well, let me just make sure I got the album right. I think it's called Closing Time. This is probably my favorite album ever. Uh, I think... I, I, Assuming I've got the the one uh, correct. Where is a uh, track listing? Yes, Perfect. this is the one. Yes. Uh, so Tom Waits, uh, Closing Time. This is Tom Waits from 1973. Recorded 1972, as we all know, at the uh, Sunset Sound Recorders. I knew that off the top of my head. <laughs> right. Uh, it right. is... So uh, the idea occurred to me, because you and I were talking about... Uh, well, I made a, I made a uh, Frank Sinatra reference uh, after last week's show. And uh, I, the idea occurred to me, like, oh, I should pitch a Frank Sinatra album for you to listen to. And the, the, the very famous Frank Sinatra album is in the We of Small Hours. Uh, that's the one that everybody likes. But I, I went through and looked at the list. And I would have to relook at it myself because I, I know the album, but not that well. But And it's like the one that's supposed to be his best. And I was like, ah, but I'm not super familiar. And I realized that um, the reason I ever listened to that is that Tom Waits cites it as one of his favorite albums. And I realized that Tom Waits is old for me. And I'm 10 years older than you. So it's likely you don't know fuck all about Tom Waits. Which yeah. I was hoping that'd be your answer. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I know that even today his music is still, you know, praised highly yeah. and everything. So it's it's not like I've never heard of the name or anything. I'm not ignorant to it. It's just one of those things I, you know, I have it on my list somewhere. Yeah. I just never remember to look him up and actually commit myself to listening to an album. Well, now now your list has been, uh, it can be shrink, shrunk by one. So you're going right. to listen to Closing Time Perfect. by Tom Waits. This is... Uh, uh, one of my favorite, yeah, maybe one of my favorite albums. It's his kind of first. I mean, I guess ca- casual fans or, or even in-depth fans would say it's his first album. There was some other stuff before that later got released. Um, that was even earlier than this. But anyway, mm. this is kind of his first kind of like known one, and it's uh, absolutely brilliant. He's crooner, singer-songwriter, and um, the interesting part of it is his voice is uh, very. It's nice back then, and so in this one, he sounds like a, kind of a church singer. Uh, Frank Sinatra style singer, and then within five albums, he, he's hitting a saucepan while going, Let's down to the body house, and just smashing his head against the wall. And it's like, Wow, Tom Waits is brilliant. Well, yeah, 
maybe. I, I kind of liked when you sang and were beautiful music, but yeah, the 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 you 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 fucking a xylophone is is good too. Why does everybody turn into Zappa? <laughs> yeah, that kind of reminds me of like uh, Leonard Cohen. Like, yeah, I basically have the one album of his that I enjoy, and then everything else, I'm like, oh, 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 no, no, and you know, yeah. That it is what it is. Leonard Cohen, yeah, Leonard Cohen is the same way for me. Well, Leonard Cohen is is isn't as prolific. So Tom Waits has even in his like after his voice changed to be like kind of gravelly pirate voice. He's got a few albums that I still really like because right. like he decided to write some songs. But then there's albums that is just noise and just being stupid. And I'm sure if you're you know really into into music like experimental blah 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 i there's i'm sure there's stuff there for you because i've heard people that are much you know more musically versed than mm -hmm. i am but uh oh man yeah. yeah have you heard the new flaming lips album at all no no do you listen to them at all i mean uh, i'm sure you've yeah, yeah. what's that one famous album i had uh i don't know it's got hiroshima that one the, yeah yeah yeah, yeah that know, thing whatever. yeah yeah I, I, I had that one yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah all we have is now i think is on there um i think it's called i think it's called like yoshimi versus giant Row, isn't it i think yeah. isn't that the name of the album i think you're right or whatever uh, that one Wait, yeah everybody my age knows that oh album. my god yeah, you yeah. should if you have if you have the inkling uh or if you have the i don't know if you remember yeah. jesus christ yeah um i'm trying to phrase it perfectly because i know you're don't. not going to do it <laughs> oh okay um so i'm just like oh this is kind of pointless well to you can say. tell the audience yeah. right um yeah their newest album oh my god just listen to like one or two songs from it it's just noise yeah. it's just pure noise to me okay yeah I'm and i really like, like really you know, not gonna do it at all yeah yeah, yeah. um this is something I want to bring up. Uh, I, 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 maybe I've mentioned. I know I've mentioned on the show, but I don't know if I've referenced it recently. So, um, do you know the Kleptones? Uh, I don't think so. Um. So, okay. The reason I thought of it is they do. So they do um, mashup albums, but they do whole albums of mashups. So they did Yoshimi versus Giant Robot with. Um, they just grab a shitload of hip hop and, and just weird samples and mm -hmm. smash them together. But they did one for Queen's Night at the Opera, and they do a Night at the Hip Hopera, and it's. <laughs> fucking great like it's so good uh so i recommend that wholeheartedly because i just popped my head but I, I i meant to ask you about that that just totally off the off air uh even though we're on air um this is something uh i, I think you would really enjoy because it's one it's queen so it's like big dramatic wagnerian nonsense and then hip-hop overlays and it's really fun sounds L awesome like uh, the um night of the uh, night at the opera is uh are you familiar at all with uh, queen did a soundtrack to uh flash Gordon? Uh, no, I don't think I've ever it's, consciously it's listened not, to it. It's not a good movie. Um, <laughs> but they did soundtrack, and the soundtrack is, um, look up, I think you'll, just look up on YouTube, uh, uh, Queen Flash Gordon. I think, uh, and, and hopefully you'll get one with a video, so you could just, we could, we could, <laughs> the song's catchy as shit, but you'll, you understand the over-the-top, just theater of the absurd that happened during this. Oh, the 80s were great. <laughs> yes, this is it. It won't take long to understand. Right about like nowish. Flash! <laughs> savior of the universe! <laughs> we just gotta, we're just gonna have to listen to this for a little bit. Flash! Dr. Hans Sarkov, formerly at NASA, has provided any explanation. This morning's 
unprecedented solar eclipse is no cause for alarm. So yeah. I think you get a feeling. For I, I can appreciate the absurdity, <laughs> yeah. but beyond that, I just really liked it. To oh be no, honest, it's a totally really catchy good, song. It's a good song. But just keep in mind that's okay. a soundtrack. I just had to, to a, make sure I got that. Oh out no, no, there. yeah, I, it's totally catchy. It's like I, I quite like Queen. They're over. I that over the topness I think is fun. But uh, keep in that's a soundtrack to an actual movie that got made, and the movie's not much. The movie's probably weirder. Um, it's craziness. So yeah, it's that. But then they took that song and then did hip hop beats over it, and it's it's. Really fun. That's uh, awesome. So I recommend it wholeheartedly. Uh, again, you know, if you have time in your hands, it may be worth sitting f- through Flash Gordon because it's it's craziness. But I think, I re- yes, we talked about this at, at the bar. I, I, I would put a Buckaroo Bonsai and his adventures through the fifth dimension well above uh, Flash Gordon because that movie's fucking bonkers. Well, for the next two weeks, I have nothing but time on my hands. So Okay, yeah, I, I think you need to. Uh, so you got a Tom Waits album and maybe Buckaroo Bonsai to watch if you have time. Cause Very cool. Boy, is that... That is just a fucking strange film. <laughs> do you know the Dayman versus Nightman from Always Sunny in Philadelphia at all? I do not. Oh, okay. I don't know Always Sunny. I've seen some episodes. I find it funny, but I have a problem watching episodic comedy because they're all very short and it just feels like I'm listening to the theme song far too often. <laughs> just I need yeah. something that lasts longer and, and has a has a, more of a throughput story. Like I'm currently watching Supernatural. Are you? It's Supernatural. Those guys are fucking handsome. I'm not laughing at you. Yeah. It's my guilty pleasure, man. I recently, when I was unemployed, went through and watched the whole series again. So yeah, I'm skipping the latest few seasons. I mean, Jesus Christ, come on. I uh, I had watched the first two seasons a while ago, so I, so I picked it up from season three, and it just starts getting so meta and yeah, fun. It's funny. I really yeah. like it. Yeah, I really like the meta element to it. it go, it's at, redeeming. At one point, like in the show, so for the audience at home. Uh, they introduce in the show, so Supernatural is this dumb, episodic, let's chase monster show. and they Emphasis start, on dumb. I yeah. Mean, it's bad. So they start getting, good. like, super meta to the point that they introduce a writer on the show that writes, like, kind of Twilight-esque books called Supernatural, which is actually their stories. And he knows it because he's the prophet of God. <laughs> God has fed these stories into his head. So, okay, fun meta thing. It gets worse that at some point they go to their own Supernatural convention where they're walking around other like kind of fat guys dressed up as them and they all think that they're kind of cause the main characters are cosplaying themselves. It's really just gets super weird. That was a good episode where they had to solve the uh the ghost situation there yeah. at that hotel or whatever it was. Really fun. And then they there's another episode which I, I quite liked, which they get sucked into like TV world, so they have to do like different shows. And they do this amazing house parody yeah, called Gabriel. Uh, yeah, they do this house parody called Doctor Sexy MD, <laughs> and it's just if yeah if you're if you're a if you're a fan of of, of TV as much as I am, uh, you will enjoy it. Sorry, not the show. Watch that episode. The show is yeah, garbage on toast. Look I'm up not any episode with Gabriel, and it's funny normally because yeah. he's you know. Um, yeah, I know way too much about that show. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, no, but anyway, <laughs> I'm not okay, going to so, spoil anything. Always sunny. That thing happening. Stuff going on. Uh, how long have we been recording, Michael? Fifty minutes and thirty-seven seconds. Okay, let's set up things instead of trying to do anything new. Shall we? Since we have uh, occult questions prepared, we talked about them at the beginning of the show. Should we do that for ten minutes? It's not like we have to end at an hour. Should we do that, or should we save those for Halloween in July? I think we should save them. Okay. So it just makes sense. 
what do we think about Halloween in July? What's next week is what? 14. How about 21? Two weeks from now, we'll do Halloween in July. 72116. These are all mystical numbers by some. I'm sure I could figure it out if I had it right. You know, just. And fine. you will. Yeah. Not right now. Um, well, actually, <laughs> seven. Seven, two, plus three, plus two. Well, no, because seven and 21, these these are all divisible by seven. Mm-hmm. Which that's, right. Oh, that's easy. So seven, 21, 28, seven by four, 28, four and four, 16, 2016. Four and four and eight, luckiest number in Japanese folklore. Easy. I mean, yeah. The octagon. There was a throughput the there, if that's what you mean. No, I just, I, 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 I've talked about this. I think I talked about this when I was on higher side chats that really every single number, there's a, there's a, like a folklore behind. So if anybody that talks numerology, they're talking bullshit because the, I, I went through my head of, I went zero through, I think I got to like, I know I did up to 20 that of they're all mystical in some way. And I think, I, I think at some point I actually did research and got to 50, but like it's, so there's no numerology is just oh wow yeah it turns out people have been interested in numbers for a long time and have described nonsense to them yeah what is the this is not an occult question but it is do you know is it gematria the like uh, numeric values attributed to words like in hebrew or whatever yeah i that's the only form of numerology i really put any credence into because it's kind of verifiable fact but um yeah, and it's not pretty, even re- pretty cool. Yes, barely numerology. It's just that's the way they wrote their. It's right. just a different kind of language. It's just. <laughs> yeah, like, but it deals with numbers and their meanings, and yeah, you I know, could but use it to yeah, do yeah. like the numerology, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, conspiracy thing. But I mean, you can, or but it's just <laughs> yeah, they just in their language the letters also mean numbers. It's right. like it's not like there's it, the, like the, the mysticism behind it is a little more uh uh just yeah that's just like the way it works. You know, it's like like the the sacred mysteries of of hexadecimal you know uh, right. representation you know ooh, ooh zero, 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 zero. so uh all right so two weeks from now we're going to do uh halloween in july um which is going to consist of i think probably just the exact same shit we always do we'll do we'll do a, a cult q a uh we're going to play a lot of spooky sounds spooky sounds um, spooky music the monster the monster mash is going to be played at some point i'm sure um what else could we do for what else happens on halloween um trick-or-treating Trick we or can treating. trick or treat. Okay, we'll trick or treat. Maybe, um, all right, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll contact some of my other podcast people. I'll get one of them to record something spooky just for the hell of it, and it's going to be stupid. And... Oh, yeah, Halloween from across the pond. No, not Eden. Fuck that guy. Okay, sorry. Jeez. I'm just you heard so... what he said. I heard everything that he said. You're yeah. right. Oh, good. No, we're agreeing. Nice <laughs> yeah, time. I was listening the yeah. whole time, so uh... <laughs> I was right there with you. Some of my favorite things in the world is to just put emphasis on things that, like, you heard what he said. It's really fun because, like, well, yeah, you did. Like, my statement's completely true, but for some reason, I put, I put, uh, um, shut up, Alex. Two weeks from now, we are going to do Christmas. Uh, uh, Christmas, we're going to do uh, Halloween in July. Um, so, if anything occurs to you guys as the audience uh, at the Alex Cast on Twitter, just shout it out in yeah. three, two, one. Hey, why don't you guys talk about Sarah and, and the, the secret behind that? Well, where did that guy come from? I don't know, but I like him. He sounds cool. Hey, the EMF meter went off. Hey Dean, let's oh, go shit, check this out. <laughs> I, Alex, shit, dude, it's the guy who was standing next to you at the cart today. He followed you home. Oh, hi, man. Oh, so for people that don't follow me on Twitter, and that guy, hi, that guy, for listening. Yeah, that guy might not follow you on Twitter or Facebook. But okay, he I'm gonna tell probably you exactly. I'm gonna to tell the you show, exactly so, why. I did this. Okay, so I was standing at a at a food cart lunch. I was waiting for a delicious. Which burrito. cart? I'm not gonna tell anybody because I don't want to get mobbed. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know the name of it. It's the food cart. It's on. It's an Alder and Ninth. It's a. It's a, a Mexican mm. cart. Cool. Um. So I was I was waiting for a burrito and, and I, I I order it and I turn around and I walk towards the, the sidewalk the the pavement the, the street so I out of the way of pedestrians walking because people don't understand that concept because <laughs> I guess people are just self centered cunts. And uh, I look at the guy that I'm about to be standing next to, and I notice him blazing across his tits, Alex Cast. Now, since you're listening to this show, not you, Guy, I'll get to you later, if you're lucky. <laughs> uh, that's the name of the show. And I went, oh, that's this is, I don't know what to do right now. And long-time listeners of the show have heard me have this exact story where I saw somebody reading my book on a bus. Oh, yeah. And somebody with a shirt yep. of mine on a bus. And somebody reading a book at a coffee shop. All of which I did the exact same thing. So I don't know why anybody on Facebook was surprised. <laughs> I just did nothing and panicked. <laughs> So oh I stood God. next to this guy. Now, here's the thing. The reason I the reason I <laughs> tweeted about it was this. He had Twitter open on his phone. I was not going to say hello. But he had... Okay, I shouldn't say that. He had his phone open, and I thought it was Twitter. I, I don't... I don't... I'm gonna put it out there, because in that he didn't fave or retweet or respond. He either doesn't follow me on Twitter, or it wasn't Twitter. Because I, I wasn't trying to look at his phone. Because, again, I'm the guy from his boobs. I sat there, I did nothing. I, I tweeted, hoping that he would see it and go, Whoa, holy shit! And then turn and go... It's you, Alex. Look, hello. Let me let me say awkward things to you. But none of this happened, and I was mocked viciously on Facebook for my for my yeah, I saw not that. saying anything. That was quality. Here's the thing, though. What the fuck am I supposed to say? Eh? <laughs> eh? You know the guy? You know this guy right here? Hey, uh, excuse me, sir. You notice anything familiar about what's in your ear holes right now? <laughs> what am I supposed to say? What the fuck do you say in that situation? Oh, hi. I'm that guy. It's awkward. You could have just said "nice shirt." That would have been, a, I think, a, a somewhat isn't that just good a, comment? Isn't that know? just super douche though? No, you could say it like sarcastically, like "hey, nice shirt," and then. But I mean, obviously, but I'm. But like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, what? I'm the guy for the shirt. I can't because so? it's not like he's not gonna know. So it's not a sarcastic comment. He might not though. I mean, he's not just gonna instantly recognize you. Yeah, but no, that's what, okay, so fine, even if he doesn't, because he didn't. It would be I'm a way sure, to start sure a conversation. I'm not saying but that's you that's what I mean. You, you don't so have to nail it every time. But the conversation's you know? going to start, right? Right. Now it has to start somewhere. No, but then it becomes revealed I'm the guy from the shirt. Sure. Hey, I met Alex. You know, the first thing he said to me, he complimented me on wearing his shirt. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the, fir- the, the you know, takeaway from that encounter would him be, like, finding some way to talk shit about you. It's not talking shit. It's that it's awkward, and now I look like a dick. More who? than I normally do. I don't. Yeah, but to who? Not so that they, guy. That guy's people. just like, oh, that was cool. Do you not understand how low self-esteem I, works? No, I do. Okay. I do. I'm, you know, this is my way of battling my own demons. I'm thing. arguing with it's, you, despite the yeah. fact that I would have done the same thing. So. You know how I'm watching people dance and judging them? <laughs> like, I guess other people don't do that, but I do. So right. I, I'm not going to dance. All right. So the fact is, hello, sir. Uh, I was standing next to you on a lunch line. <laughs> If you ever see me again, oh, feel free so to say good. hi. That is but so good. But I just... I just can't believe... Yeah, that's... It's... it's. I have enough local listeners that this is bound to happen. It's happened before. It'll probably happen again. Not that I sold a shitload of shirts, but I think most of them I sold. I'm going to assume we're in Portland because I've seen... Other than the ones of people I know, I've seen two. Which is, you know, a decent amount. Considering, you know, the size of the... Size of the... Size of the... Size of the... Size of the city. <clears throat> that happened. And it was awkward. So I don't... Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. I'm sorry sir i was standing next to you if that like ruined your day you know you know right you know send me a tweet or something or or email alex cast a gmail oh yeah if you want to, you know, any kind of halloween stuff write me there alex cast a gmail um do you be like hey i was that guy 
getting a burrito. You should have asked him. You should have said, hey, you want to buy me lunch? And he'd be like, no, why? And then he'd be like, I'm Alex with two X's. And then he would have been like, what? What? Oh, you know what I should have done is when they said, hey, uh, veggie burrito. I'd be like, hey, guys, it's me, veggie burrito. (laughs) And then and then the guy next to me could Uh, be like, could be like, "Uh, is it? Is it really? Are those sweet, sweet tones coming from a podcaster that I know? Or, you know. Or it could have gone super, supernatural on you. Uh, he would have just been like, oh, that was a sweet Alex reference. And you would have just been like, I'm Alex. And he'd be like, very funny, man. Yeah. I know we're all, we all want to be Alex, but <laughs> that's why I'm wearing the Alex cast shirt. Cause I want to be Alex. I, um, I, don't, I, don't I mean, obviously that's, that was that's my not a away. thing. No, but I, I would be very pleased if that ever happened. Cause I would love to try to argue with someone that doesn't believe I'm Ninth me. and Alder guys about probably 1230, just taking a wild guess. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Probably about 1207. <laughs> You're pretty close though. 23 minutes, 23 sacred number, Michael Jordan. LeBron James. Is he 23 as well? Yeah. Oh, I assume they would have retired that, like, the the entire league, because, like, the best player ever had it, and why would you let anybody else play with that number? Uh, so you can set up, like, a storyline and sell more tickets and sponsorships. And Yeah, as I was saying it, I realized that's exactly what's happening, <laughs> but I had already started the sentence when, yeah. I, when I put it together. And, yeah, uh, it's yeah, capitalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, like, I'd already, like, I already did that because I'm like, well, why wasn't Kobe? Oh, because Kobe probably played at the same time as him, so they couldn't have a... Oh, uh, yeah, got it now. Okay, yeah. It was just convenient yep. timing. Yep. Well done. <laughs> All right, uh, I think we're going to close out with a uh, reading from a sacred book here. Hogwarts is the most heavily haunted dwelling place in Britain. Oh, you know what? I'll save this for Halloween in July. You can find me on Twitter, at the AlexCast. You can find producer Michael everywhere. Uh, X, how, how, what's your Bandcamp thing again? Everywhere that Bandcamps are sold, right. a.k.a. iota.bandcamp.com. Iota, two eyes. .bandcamp.com. Yep. It's also on other things. I might be changing that sometime soon. Well, Just because I, I feel like it's... Um, you know, I just want to make it easier to say. Yeah, so, I mean that's a little not that rebranding bad. might be in order. I know Iota it's not too bad. Iota with bad. Like it's the XK MK Ultra Iota thing that you do, were doing on the other things. That's that's the one that's more annoying to. Yeah, no, I agree. That was you know the thing about it is it looks cooler and it you know it it, it is what it is and it helps you free up usernames that wouldn't normally be available. Struth. Um. But it's just really, it doesn't sound good. It looks fine because you're yeah. just clicking a link, but it sounds like shit when you say it. So. Oh, you mean like Alex has now, which I was with two X's, where it's like, yeah. boy, do I regret that. Anyway, yeah. um, so that's on the internet. Good. We've talked about the internet. So next week, if you want to play along at home, I'm going to be listening to Suitcase Lawnmower Leatherback, uh, wait, Pulp, Pulp, I'll get here, Brittle Burlap. Mm. Oh. Bur- mm. That's right with leather. Bur- Burlap. Mm. Uh, uh, Earl, 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 okay, it was the lighthouse, Earl, Earl, Knapsack, Earl, 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 Knapsack, Earl, that's so good, Earl, uh, uh, Earl, early to bed, Banana Earl, Earl Sweatshirt, Earl Sweatshirt, fuck, his debut album, no, Earl Knapsack, I, should have helped you out a lot sooner. I just kept no, laughing about named, Earl Knapsack. I was naming fabrics. I mean, yeah, I was no, you were. Yeah, you okay. weren't off. That's why yeah. I, it was right on the border of like he could do this all day or he could get sweatshirt right now. I like, probably wasn't yeah. gonna get it. Uh, There's a lot of you know textiles that you could have gone through before yeah, you got to cotton sweatshirts. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
Yeah, so, okay, so I'm going to listen to Earl Sweatshirt's album, Earl, debut album thing, and you're going to listen to Tom Waits' Tommy Closing Waits Time. Tommy Waits' Closing Time. Beautiful. Uh, let us be done with this bullshit. I have been Alex, that has been Producer Michael, and this has been an episode of a podcast. Good evening, as I reach up to close a program that isn't running. There is a man. There is a man. A certain man. A certain man. A man whose grace and handsome face are known across the land. You know his name. You know his name. It's Mr. Burns. It's Mr. Burns. He loves a smoke. Enjoys a joke. <laughs> Why, he's worth ten times what he earns. He's Mr. Burns. I'm Mr. Burns. He's Monty Burns. I'm Mr. Burns. To friends he's known as Monty, but to you it's Mr. Burns. 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 Burns.